where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? Catholic all along. Like, let's hear about little Joey, like the one in the pouch. <laughs> That's for all, all of our listeners down under. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Beatitudes, a podcast for Christian men seeking to grow in holiness while walking arm in arm with each other as we as we continue. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you're seeing us following through, linking arms right now. That's literally happening. Um, we, You know, it's very Catholic, right? So the outward reflects the inward reality. We're always trying to do that. So, um, so sacramental. So we sacramental, just yes. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, my name is Paul Kolker. I'm one of the, the hosts and founders here, joined as always by my co-hosts, my bro-hosts, Nicholas Besner. What's going on, everybody? And Jeffrey Scheffelbein. Looking forward to another near occasion of comedy. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I feel kind of guilty even <laughs> describing it that way. Uh, I need to go to confession. But anyway, um, and we, we have back with us in studio... None other than Joe Condit here. He is uh, head of the Catholic Speakers Organization. Started it to keep his sister from getting ripped off. Go back and watch. <laughs> no, more, more than just that, but go back and watch the previous episode if you haven't seen that yet because it was a great story about He solved him. a problem. He solved. It, it's entrepreneurship and the faith mixed. It's this beautiful marriage there. Yeah, so he solved a problem, and it became so much more than he ever could have anticipated. Go watch that. But we're going we're gonna to learn a little bit more about Joe in just a second here. Before we do that, we're going to play Blessed Are the Joke Makers, bonus edition. <laughs> Got in my own head there. And uh, this, Blessed. Mm, this one's going to be worth a big one, uh, 140 points. So wild to me that these are, you like to like really mix this up. Um, got to keep you on your toes, Jeff, just like you do with us in the I, I Reverse got this. Simpsons. No, I, yes. Yeah, well, you missed it. These Go guys, watch the end of the last episode. These guys are terrible Goodness. at English. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, okay, so the way the bonus edition works is we all get a character card. And Joe, you have to try to guess what our character card is while we're all responding to the same Catholic card game prompt. Okay. So again, these these are just like general characters, like personas, it, personas, like a clown, you know, a birthday clown. Okay. Or, but you wouldn't say Bozo the clown because that's too specific. Okay. Yes. Correct. General. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly. Anybody so name another famous clown. You got it. Joker. It's all Catholic the themed, uh, right? Pennywise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. The prompts are all Catholic themed. Okay. Yeah. The prompts are Catholic themed, <laughs> and actually, we have a link in our show Improv notes game. to uh, to get the Catholic card game if you want to get it. We're we're using it differently, but they have a whole setup of their own, and it's phenomenal. It's a fun game. Um, but yes, so the goal of this one, it's still what, what makes you laugh or enjoy it the most, but there is kind of a, an extra goal of just see if you can, we can get you to guess it. Okay. Right. So it's kind of who does but that. We don't win the points for you guessing. You still have to judge who's the best of us. Oh, <laughs> well, there's gonna be a lot that goes into that. <laughs> all right. So here we go. The prompt, the prompt that we're all going to be having to address is the best pilgrimages offer blank to its pilgrims. Ah, oh, bro. Joey, I don't know if you know about this, but there's this incredible pilgrimage company offering the most special opportunities. What we do is we go down to Kona on pilgrimage, and we get out there, and we just wait for that radical time of the day, and we jump on, ride a little fakey, and the next thing you know, when that riptide comes through, I'm doing it for you, Joey. I'm doing it for you because they ripped off your sister, and I'm going to rip off this tide. <laughs> I don't know why my voice changed. <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to guess? Go for now. it. Yeah. Surfer. 
Yeah, I'm a Surf- surfer dude. Yeah, surfer dude. And I've worked in the part about your sister. Don't forget that. Pandering. <laughs> 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 Nothing like a little, a little good pandering. Promo there. Yeah. I like I yeah. love the hustle. Hey, maybe with 140 points, I could take you to Kona. <laughs> Is that a restaurant? <laughs> Joseph. The best pilgrimages, of course, start with a sunrise walk barefoot up the mountain and maybe back down. And maybe back up again, but really to find yourself one with nature is the journey, is the destination. And wherever you find yourself is exactly where you're supposed to be. What is he? He's, it's either going to be a meditation a yoga leader or like a uh, meditation. Sure, kinda. yeah, yeah. Enlightened guru. Yeah, yeah there you go. It, yeah. We'll take it. Enlightened guru. <laughs> oh, I was going to say hippie, too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah. All in the same vein, <laughs> I think. The best pilgrimages <laughs> offer the opportunity to get outdoor exercise on their pil- on their pilgrimages. That's right. Pilgrims should be out there kicking the ball, should be running up the field. I'm talking like if you're going to Italy, you need to be playing calcio, which is Italian. For, for football. Actually, it's Italian for soccer because the only real football is American football. But halfway through the pilgrimage, you should get a pep talk about how to finish the other half. And then you can clinch the title of the keys to the kingdom. He is a TV evangelist or a pastor, a preacher. Oh, no. You're a coach. <laughs> yeah, enthusiastic sports coach. Oh, man, I, I, did, I, I did have the – I was going southern because oh, of, like, man. you know, Texas football. I, no, that was really good. <laughs> oh, oh wow, cricket. I'm going to oh, put that on Paul. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. I had the Catholic theme in mind, too, Paul, but what? oh, my goodness. Where are these 140 going? Yeah, it's your call. Oh, man. Um, you could give sympathy points to people. Yeah, like people who did the wrong accent don't do slightly. It. <laughs> <laughs> I got into those words. All right. Jeff, I think you won that one, God. but a close second was Nick. Close second, but his acting skills are like. <laughs> well, he's kind of a professional. Yeah, so it's it's, no, uh, it's kind of unfair. It. Do you know you, what I love telling people? Let, let's give Nick points though on that one. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna give Nick forty. Come I'll get on. you a hundred. Fine. Right. I don't yeah, like splitting was... points. We've never done it before. Well, I know, uh, but we probably have. But I, I feel like Nick gets to fake out a number of times where oh. people are like, <laughs> a well, number I, of times. I like Nick. Yeah, Nick's was great, but... but Jeff's gonna get the points anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I got to say. That's Nick's, just, yours was really awesome, but, you know, Jeff invited me here. That's <laughs> what I heard. <laughs> I, I, listen, I like when people say, you know, you, you came in second, it was close, but it was just a really, really far gap. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you were the second one, though. Um, uh, hey, Paul, as soon as you started talking, you I knew you were a coach because when we had uh, Jonathan Rayner, Jordan Rayner on, and you said, Listen up, squad! (laughs) I'm not joking. I've been packing up my house, putting stuff in boxes, and I keep hearing this echo of Paul going, All right, squad! (laughs) I'm like, Okay, I can pack another box. Coach Polonius is here. We might be down. We might be down by two touchdowns. (laughs) We're gonna turn it around in the second half. Yeah, squad. (laughs) All right, well, speaking of squads, um, I got no transition there. Uh, Joey's got a squad. No, we're going to talk about our squads, aren't we? Yeah, yeah our let's, family squad. We want to know about your upbringing. How does, yeah, I mean, obviously you have a great love for your sister. We learned about how you took care of her whenever she became a prominent speaker in the Catholic faith. Where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? Catholic all along. Like, let's hear about little Joey, like the one in the pouch. <laughs> That's for all, all of our listeners down under. 
No, I, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Was blessed to have a huge Catholic family. I'm actually one of 61 grandchildren on my dad's side and one of about 30 on my mom's. Life goals. That's awesome. Wow. So my dad's the oldest of 11. My mom's one of eight. I'm one of six. Three boys, three girls. And, you know, my, my parents did give me the gift, gift of the Catholic faith, of which I didn't realize how awesome it was growing up. Literally went to the Latin Mass, actually, every day from kindergarten to ninth grade. And learned how to serve when I was in first grade. Fell away from the Catholic faith my college years, you know. And then kind of came back after God hit me up the head a little bit. In a whole nother episode, I was unknowingly involved with what was at the time the largest Ponzi scheme in American business history. Only to be beat by Bernie Madoff two months later. I don't mention any names involved just to respect everybody. And, the, and actually the... the the person that I still write letters to, and and uh, you know I'm loyal to a fault, and the guy gave me my first chance. But anyway, I had a lot, you know, skipped over a ton. But my family has really been the anchor, and you know I can't thank them enough for blessing me with the Catholic faith. Yeah. You know, so many things in my life, I could have went completely other ways, and if I didn't have my faith, I think I would have, you know, fallen into just great despair. Or, you know, it's uh, it helped me carry through. So, get through a lot of hard times man if we're gonna throw on ponzi schemes you talked about uh family loss before can we go ahead and talk about like how crazy your health journey has been too let's just throw it all on here let's just start there and then we'll build back up yeah i was uh well i don't know well, now it's going to be public but hey you <laughs> asked so I, I told you i'd answer anything you asked me come holy spirit uh there you go i uh yeah i got my both my sister and i were uh diagnosed with lyme disease which is if you don't know what that is you you're literally one of the most unlucky people in the world to be bit by a tick that carries it so it's some people have different um, uh, ideas of how it's passed on to you, but you get bit by a tick. A lot of doctors say it's only tick-borne, and it's a terrorist disease. Like it affects everyone differently. It gives everyone different types of symptoms, and the only way you can attack it is by treating it. And the doctors help you find out how to treat that specific type that's in you know in your bloodstream. So. I went to Phoenix and, and had that addressed over the summer, so I had to take some time off. And, uh, you know, it really gave me a different perspective. I went in there with a real woe-is-me type of attitude. And sitting down for five hours a day for about a month, uh, month-ish next to people with stage 4 cancer and people that were told by Mayo Clinic, you have no chance, you make hospice plans, beating their cancer, and them having a way better attitude than most people I've ever met. Um. And one person actually praying with me for me when I first got there my first day and then leaving in the patient next to me because they put like 50 of us in a room. Some rooms are like 20. We're all in lazy boys and they hook you up with the port in your chest and they pump you with your treatment. And this one woman, I'll never forget. She just, I, my first day I was scared. You know, I'd never had health issues in my life and she starts praying with me and saying, it's going to be good. You know, God's good. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Hmm. She gets up and leaves. And the person I said, yeah, that she's, you know, I forget her name. She said, um, well, I'm not going to mention her name because we're talking about health things. But she said, yeah, that, that woman, she's got three rare blood diseases, three rare types of blood disease. And she was told wow. she was supposed to be dead six months ago. And this lady is praying for me. I was the healthiest person in the room. And that was the real therapy mm. is mm. to remember that, you know, God is going to take care of you no matter what's happening to us. But also you got to find joy in suffering. And I looked around the room every day thinking, I'm the healthiest person in here. When I, when I, when I showed up thinking, how did I end up here? Mm. You know, because it felt like, like that, you know, 
I'm all of a sudden in a room full of people with cancer. And so that was, it was another life changing experience. So crazy. Wow. You've yeah. had so much. Uh, well, first of all, your stories are incredible. Your life is incredible and you're a blessing to so many others, but you've been around these speakers. You've been in these men conferences that you've launched. You've um, had your own journey, right? It's not like you get to just be the guy on stage introducing all these celebrity speakers and going to the national football championship for college <laughs> football with Jim Caviezel. Let's just drop that in there from the last episode. You look tired, by the way. I think you stayed up too late at the national oh, championship. No. <laughs> um, I thought I looked good. But no, it's, he, he got mugged because he had an Ohio shirt underneath everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Wait, did. did he tell you this? <laughs> he, he mentioned it in passing as we okay, were walking yeah. in. Yeah, I did at the national championship game. I, just to stick brave it, young man. Just to stick it to the state that shall not be named. Uh, I I wore an Ohio State T-shirt under the purple that I had on, and uh, you know it was funny. I was walking past one kid. Everybody was good, lighthearted. You know, yeah, everyone's sure. so nice. And one kid, I ended up going, "Hey, who are you?" And I said, "I'm your worst nightmare." And I took, <laughs> I pulled my shirt down. He saw the Ohio State. He was a Michigan fan. He just lost it. He thought it was hilarious, <laughs> but he's like, "Ah, get out of here!" See, Joe gets the surprise and delight. Yeah, yeah. surprise <laughs> them for your own delight. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. That's it. it. So yeah. the question I would set up is like, there's a lot of men that listen to the show, and then a bunch of women too, but we, we, <laughs> Wait, we yeah, who we love having listen. By the way, Jeff, I just your delivery on that. I, man. No. Just, <laughs> hey, shuffle them in the door too. Come on, there's smart ones, there's other ones, there's oh my god, men and women. I mean, wow, um, gosh, everything I'm saying now is pretty terrible. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we edit this part out. Uh, there's Australians, um, so. My point to all this that I'm <laughs> terribly attacking is what is something you would share to encourage men, especially men that are listening to the show that are uh, maybe have fallen away from the Catholic faith, maybe have fallen away from even believing that there's anything to have faith in. And they just know that this show's funny and it's better than whatever trash podcast you could listen to. I'm just trying to beef us up here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> recovering here. Yeah. Uh, in other words, if you're talking to the person who's not, you know, full on Beatitudes, been to Latin Mass, you know, believes in the true presence of the Eucharist. Like, what have you seen or what are you encouraged by or what do you tell young men about following this journey into faith and not letting up on it? There's a point where we're all going to hit rock bottom. And, you know, my rock bottom is going to be much different than your rock bottom. Some mm -hmm. people's rock bottom is way low. Some people's is not that low. But there's a point in our lives where we all hit rock bottom. And when I talk to my friends about this, it's th that's where it challenges any man to start thinking, what, is, what am I on this earth for? What do I believe in? You know, because it's a dark place when you're your own God. You know, and so what I do when I tell men, I, especially young guys, and, 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 you know, we're all on this journey together, and we all need to learn how to stop masking. I, I made that mistake hmm. where you pretend everything is great all the time. And, uh, you know, God bless my wife. She's really helped me look in the mirror now that I have somebody that's with me a lot more than just myself and can escape and, you know, act like everything's great. She's really helped me realize that when you cover that stuff up, when you try and not address, you know, your problems, especially as men, because we mask everything. Men, I mean, all of us right now, again, it's not like we're all terrible people, but we all are hiding something not on purpose, mm. but something that, that, that we don't like. 
and we don't want others to know or anyone. And that is what you need to address with with yourself and the good Lord. And I, I always tell, grab a friend. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and probably go to mass if you haven't done mass in like you know years. You're probably not going to wake up tomorrow and go go hit church or go to adoration. Start with just talking to your best friend and confide in them, and hopefully that best friend will be able to help them, and both can lead each other down a path toward what ultimately is the good Lord. And you got to start somewhere. That's That was the whole point of the men's conference. It's not meant to solve everyone's problems, but it's supposed to present that motivation and resources. So speakers like Jeff, and then the resources, all the organizations we had there, to just let men know that you're not in this alone. You know, mm-hmm. you, there are other guys out there struggling with the exact same stuff, even though they don't admit it. We all are, you know. So that's that's kind of the it, it's one little step at a time, especially with dudes. You know how we all are, you know, the Beata dudes. <laughs> the, the dudes are just we we don't like to talk about our feelings. We don't like to open up. We 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 are made to feel like we are the rock of the family, the rock of our, you know, our wives and we can't show weakness. Which is I always tell people entrepreneurship is really difficult. You can't show weakness to your employees and you can't show weakness to your investors. So you're kind of alone. Mm. And taking that and putting that just in a, any, any man's life, take out the entrepreneurship. We're all entrepreneurs of our own life. You don't want to show weakness to certain people, with your wife, your kids, and you need people. You, even the saints said we can't do this alone. You got to find good mentors, and I highly recommend it be someone of faith. You know, especially the Catholic faith. But you know, it's it's what I've learned is you have to do it. Very small steps, and those little small small steps when you start add up huge over time. You know, you're, you're looking at bunts rather than grand slams. Mm. That's awesome. And I think that's hugely encouraging and practical. And then I also just as as you were talking, it struck me as being similar to the road to Emmaus at the end of Luke's gospel, where you have two disciples who are leaving Jerusalem, where the resurrection has just happened. But they don't know that. All they know is that the crucifixion happened and they're walking away. And then Jesus comes alongside them. And says, "What are what are you talking about? What are these things you're discussing as you walk?" And they say, "Are you the only ones who haven't heard what has happened in in these last days? You know, and, and just recently." And and he said, "What things? You know?" And he's he's basically coming alongside as a counselor, but it's happening as they're in communion with each other, mm-hmm. even as they're walking mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from the point of the faith, right? From the greatest miracle that to, to ever happen, the resurrection. They're walking away from it, and he comes and finds them. But he finds them in that brotherhood as they're as they're walking. And so, just just that idea of talking to a close friend already starts to invite the Lord into it. Exactly. You know, I love your advice too. And to your point, like buns, not grand slams. The more I'm finding, especially men that are willing to be vulnerable, I struggle with this. You know, this is a part of church teachings. This is a part of my upbringing. This is a part of my role as a provider that I struggle with. It's really wild what happens because I think most people would experience the same thing. As men start to be vulnerable and more loving and less um, protective, it's almost like it's easier to do business together. It's easier to support one another. It's easier to open doors for each other. It's easier to spot when your brother needs you know, tough love versus a hug versus just to go have some fun. And so there's like great reward even from just the, the most earthly humanistic standpoint of vulnerability. And then if that's opening you up to the supernatural so that you can see what's really going on here, um, it's just powerful. I just watched the talk by Monsignor Shea at Seek. You can go on seekreplay.com and watch their talks. And boy, he goes deep into this. Like, 
you know, what what things did you do last night that you're pretending aren't your problem right now while you're in this conference full of amazing people? And he like gives some very hard examples. Wow. And he's like, put it this way, and I'm go watch this. He said, you should have anxiety if you have no God in your life and you realize that somebody is following you around trying to kill you and trying to ruin your life and it's Satan. And he's like, that is a lot of anxiety. You should have anxiety. Like it's warranted. What are you going to do about it though to show up every day for what is real? And that's the supernatural graces of Jesus Christ. <coughs> so. Wow. Hey Joe, we, uh, these bonus shows are short. So any last comments before we take it out of here and, uh, See you on the big stage. No, I can't thank you guys for what you're doing. You know, I was lucky enough to be there when you had this as a concept. And to watch what you guys have grown into is incredible. And Jeff, thanks again for coming to speak at the National Men's Conference last year. Actually, you shut you it know. down after I spoke, though. That's really weird. You didn't do it this year. <laughs> 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 Don't think I didn't notice. End on we- a high note. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice. (laughs) We uh, we're coming back in 2025, (laughs) Uh, 24. The health reasons, all that stuff. But no, it was no. I I know you're joking, but no, very sincerely, thank you. You came and did that for us at your own goodwill, and um, that was a special day because there's a lot of guys that came together and did that. And um, we want to have the Beatitudes there at one point to do a live show. It'll be really cool. You know, I know we'll do a live show out in the hall, but it'll be really weird when you have thousands and thousands in a giant arena. And the three of us are sitting this close to you on a s- giant stage that would doing the live version. <laughs> they're like, why are they so close? Occupying nine square feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ran an entire arena for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you guys. And thanks for what you're doing. This is so creative a uh, way to you know evangelize the Word of God. And that's our mission at the Catholic Speakers Organization, to evangelize the Word of God through those that do it best, our speakers, which you know you guys are. So thanks for what you're doing. And thanks for having me. This has been a blast. All right, brother. We appreciate you so much. We will uh, see you at the National Men's Conference for years and years to come. And for the rest of you, we will see you in the Eucharist. Be blessed. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.